When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on vocnation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, vocnation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at vocnation. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. This is the retrosexual AG, Anthony Green, also known as the Uncle Jesse of Pro Wrestling. And you're welcome for the full house. If you're listening to this beautiful voice right now, that means you are in the room. Welcome back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com, and of course your favorite podcast providers as well. Uh, I'm your host, Brady Hicks, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So happy to be here with you guys here tonight. We're going to have a good time as always. A very special guest, all the way from Pro Wrestling Noah. We're going to have former WWE star. He's also appeared in AEW. His name, Anthony Green, and I'm excited to be talking with Anthony tonight. I'm also excited to be talking with all of you guys. The number to call in, 914-338-1885. But before we get into the meat of everything, uh, before we kind of jump in, uh, let's meet the panel. We've got with us once again, as always, the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady. Good to hear you back. Yeah, it's good to be back. I get a little more pep in my step this week, so I uh, <laughs> more on that in a minute. Uh, we also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling. Uh, you heard him last week holding up the fort in my absence once again. Uh, Stro Maestro, what's going on, pal? How you doing? Ah, oh, great to have you back, Brady. Uh, lots, to, lots to talk about tonight. I'm, I'm excited about the special guest as well. Yes. Yeah, we're going to have some fun with that. 
and also joining us once again, uh, Maniac Matt Grimm. How you doing today, Matt? I'm great. I'm great. I'm I'm just here to see Cena and and sit in gorilla <laughs> position all night, and that's it. That's all I'm here that's to do. That's it. That's all you're gonna do. That's and you it. can't even that's see him. That's the crazy part. Nope. Nope. Nine one four three three eight nineteen eighty five. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. I jumped ahead by a century there. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, and by the way, Howard Morgan will be on in the second hour as well. I'm always excited to uh, to talk with Howard. Um, yeah. So it all started for me. All this uh, drama and stuff. We we had to put my puppy to sleep ten days ago. So uh, very sad. Kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, well, I mean, she's been struggling for a while, but you know. It just got really, really bad two weekends ago. And and I just I wasn't in a position to uh to be able to come on here and be my usual goofy self and joke around and do all the stuff that all the all the stuff that you, you guys expect of a clown. You know, I, I wasn't able to do that, Kathy, as I'm sure you guys understand. So I so I appreciate uh, you know, doing the show in my in my stead. It was very nice of you guys. And all the kind words as well that everybody's uh, had for me. Uh, we're going to miss licorice, but we'll be okay. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, yeah, so Vince McMahon backstage at Raw. How about that? And he wasn't there to interfere, um, even though, Matt, as you pointed out, the commentary seemed really disjointed a little bit. Um, maybe... I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird night. It was a weird night for sure. Uh, Very uh, weird night. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, I don't know. The commentary seemed off. Everything just seemed like a, a, a step off, I guess, for lack of a better. Um, we did get our answer about Jey Uso. I, you know, if they were going to have him turn on Sami Zayn, I, I think that's the way I would have done it. You know, that reaction that he got... Stro, they pulled him in, and then they set everybody up. And it was really good. You know, it's disappointing to see, but it was really good. Best storyline of the year thus far, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. And it continues, now, it continues to tell us and, and, and suck us in, in every emotion. <laughs> well, I... Yeah, I, I guess I guess where it worked, and and I guess this was their thinking with it. Um, it made the focus. Now the feud is between Jay and Sammy, not between Roman and Sammy, which I guess is kind of again where they planned to hide with this all along. Um, it just sucks because Sammy is still the reactions that he's getting. Cody's not getting those reactions. No, he's not. And I think that's a shame. I, I think that's a shame. You know, we we saw the same thing a couple of years ago when Daniel Bryan uh, came out, and they just they didn't have plans to put him in that main event. You know, and and the crowd wouldn't shut up about it. I I don't think they're changing course here. I think they would have started to by now if they were going to. So I think this is what we're getting. This, this, this these next few weeks will be very compelling as to what direction they do with all this going on, considering the the, the Sami Zayn following and uh, the current plans yeah. with Cody and Roman. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's very important. So we'll see what happens. 
I'm, I'm thinking Roman's got to retain at WrestleMania. And a couple months ago, even, I wasn't going to say that. Um, but I think he will. And I know there's a lot of talk about having um, Austin Theory go back and, and, and win the money, and you know, run it back and win the money in the bank again. And this time, actually propel himself to the main event. But if I were WWE, maybe this is where you make the audible. You know, maybe you have Sammy win the, the, the briefcase. And you have him kind of lurking in the background for Roman. And it especially works well, I think, if you split the titles. Because you could have Cody running on one show, or, or Seth Rollins, or whoever you want. It Drew McIntyre, even. It really doesn't matter. And, uh, you know, and then you have Sammy just kind of waiting in the wings to challenge Roman. And that's something that could be hanging over his head for another year. There's a lot of different I mean, ways let, they can go with it. Let's just appreciate what they did in the main event and Raw, the timing and and the, uh, and just the, the emotion of it all. I mean, I mean this, this whole story going on with the bloodline and Sammy has just been just off the charts. Yeah, no, I mean, I listen, I ain't going to argue with you there at all. Um, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in in case you guys want to weigh in on this. Yeah, I, I um, again, the storyteller has been amazing. You know, as somebody who wanted Sammy to go really far with it, I find it disappointing, but I understand exactly what they're doing, you know. Um the way things are I mean, going, I, I, mm-hmm. I could see the bloodline lasting for another six months to, to a year as things are now. What were I mean, you I know that? considering Co- Cody's injury and all was, you know, I mean, it was hard for Cody to get involved with the whole story, you know, with the bloodline, yeah. you know, beforehand. But I mean, just, just imagine how much greater it would be with Cody's involvement if he had, had jumped on it earlier earlier on. You know, I mean how much more oh, yeah, it for sure. You know? For sure. You know, we they'd be six man enough to death with Sammy and Owens and and Cody. If they had more time, you know? <laughs> yeah. You were saying something, Matt? No, no. I, I just yeah, I mean, you know my feelings on the whole thing. I don't think Roman should be losing that title to anybody uh, in the near in the near term. Um, yeah, and you know if they're if they're if they want to split those belts again, I think they need to wait until Roman loses the whole thing. Because um, my concern is that even splitting them is then going to cheapen what they've already got going. Because this this title reign is special. Um, and I don't. I don't think you. I don't think you want to do anything to cheapen it or risk having it having its legacy um, diluted in any way down the road. Um, sure. I, it, I mean, if if you asked me, I I would say there. If I were the one planning this, he would not be losing that belt for at least another year. At least. How about ten years? Probably longer. How about ten years? I don't know that I would go ten. Fifteen? No, only two. Two. I mean, I joke and say, like, keep it on him for seven years. Honestly, if he kept it on him for two more, I don't think I would complain all that much. That would give them time to turn him babyface at some point and 
have him yeah. be the most popular world champion in God in the, in the last the last decade at least, probably longer. Yeah, and he's been so good too. I I don't I I I think you're right in that like like I don't think I would have Roman. The only person that I would have Roman lose a title to at this point would be Sammy, and I would never have him lose the unified title. I would have him lose one of the two. Um, or if I really were going to just insist on having a champion for each show, um, I, I I would do something through the draft, you know, to have it where Roman's got to surrender one of them. I'm not saying that's the thing to do. I'm just saying that if I were going to kind of do that, because my biggest complaint about having one champion on two shows. He's not really on two shows. He's only been doing SmackDown. Essentially, that U.S. title has been the top title on Raw for more than a year. And I think that the show is suffering yeah. because of it. Um, They don't even have, like, if they had the IC belt, I, I think even that would be a little bit different. But just the United States title just doesn't feel as important to me as the other two, probably because it doesn't have the same lineage. Um, again, just just my thought with it. I, I mean, I, I'd be totally on board with Roman kind of having that, that title for another couple years. I mean, it will kind of put him on pace with, like, Bob Backlund at that point, I guess, in terms of longevity. And, like, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely see potential for him to go good at some point. I could see that. Yeah. Here's the other you can end the bloodline and and not take yeah. that title off of him. You could, yeah, yeah, or you could, yeah, because the bloodline really, like, the bloodline needs the title. The title doesn't need the bloodline. Correct. That's how I look at it. Um, like if Roman gets hurt next week, God forbid. And he can't defend the titles. I don't see Jimmy or Jay Uso stepping up and being Triple H and reforming the bloodline with other people and having it be nearly as successful. I don't see that happening. I mean, Roman and Jay are what the the whole storyline kind of circles around. And, And I think to take one away, it would really be missing something. So... Um, I mean, I, mean, I even, even like thought, said, it, yeah, even like you said, if they turn him babyface down the road, I wouldn't. If it were me, I wouldn't change a thing with Roman. Roman's on a whole new level right now. Yeah. Oh, I mean, would you say he's in God mode? Oh, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm just saying he's uh, <laughs> he's in a whole new level of. I mean, all, the whole complete package. You know, what I mean, great wrestling, yeah. great promo. I mean, it, it, it's. Uh, it's amazing how far he's come. He's such a prick. It's like perfect. He really is so good at it. <laughs> it's amazing that this is the suffering succotash guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, who would believe it? You know. And here's the other thing: um, there are going to be new challengers with time. So, like, even if it isn't Cody or Sammy, I mean. There's always going to be an influx of new talent. You've got people coming in from NXT. Um, there were rumors that you've got some AEW stars who are maybe even looking at making the jump at some point. 
Um, and by the way, AEW with the Revolution pay-per-view, I don't know if you guys had the chance to see this thing. Um, I don't always watch all the AEW pay-per-views, but this was really, really, really good. Um, yeah, it was it was wonderful. Like, it was really good, yeah. I, I thought MJF, this was probably his best work in the company. Oh, I, just, far, I, yeah. I just top to bottom. I was happy with it. I, I really was. The whole thing, it was great. I don't think the ratings are where they would like them to be. But I think if they're patient, they're going to get there, you know. And He's there's in fantastic nothing... shape right now, MJF. <laughs> it looks phenomenal. He's amazing. Yeah. 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 And the way and he that, could hang with match... Danielson like that. Yeah. That match is an early contender for match of the year. So everybody else in both companies, good luck living up to that. That was – I don't see that being outdone. I could be wrong, and there's a, plenty of year left, but that's an early contender better than for match Sammy of the and, year. Better than Sammy and Roman? From a match perspective, yes. Yeah. I mean, I give the overall angle was, was to Sammy and Roman. Storytelling. Yeah. I mean, story. The storytelling helped the match between Sammy and Roman. But if in a vacuum, just looking yeah. at it from match quality, I, I would definitely give it to the MJF Danielson match. If you if you isolated Sammy and Roman and just made it bell to bell and just took out all the stuff at the end, um, yeah, no, it would be nowhere near on that level. I agree with that. I, I it was a great pay per view. It really was. I, I I thought it was tremendous. I thought MJF really stepped up. Um I can see now that AEW will probably be throwing backing up the the Brinks truck, you know. I, I think I, I would have never said this six months ago, but I think if it came down to being able to sign Kenny Omega or MJF, I think they're I think they're putting all their money behind MJF at this point. I think he's their guy. Yeah, I don't, and I, and this is where I think AEW is in a little bit of, of a tough position in that, you know, given MJF's age, you know, and Kenny's still incredible, but he's also got a yeah. lot of miles on his body, and he does. But you, do you, if you're AEW, do you want Kenny Omega to walk into a WWE ring? I don't think you do even given the comparison, but you certainly don't want to let MJF go either. I, like, I don't know. Yeah. I think if you asked me, they need to cut maybe the bottom third of their roster and keep the money to just pay these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't think money is an issue. I'm just saying if you had to choose between one or the other. Um, right. I look at the mileage. Kenny Omega has been going, I think, since 2006 or seven. Um and that pace that he's going at, it's going to slow down. He's already starting to get injured. Uh, when he goes to WWE, I'm, and I say when, I mean if he goes to WWE, I should say, um, it's going to be a series of dream matches for about a year, maybe two, and I think he'll be about done. You know, he'll he'll just hit everybody. He'll start with Dolph Ziggler. He'll probably get AJ Styles in there, Seth Rollins. Uh, I'm sure Cody. Um, he'll 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 hit all the dream matches, you know. It'll culminate with Roman, and he'll be out. Um, and if I were to rank those guys across, like, say, ten categories, um, I would have MJF winning nine out of those ten in terms of upside and potential. Uh, the only thing that makes me a little weary is like, 
sometimes some of the stuff he says, I think at some point his words are going to come back to bite him. He has a tendency in terms to of take like things the farther than they need to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's 25 and it, he's it, already he's he's crossed the line many many, and I understand it's part of the character and that's all great and all, but I don't think the network execs are going to see it that way if he really crosses the line with something. Right. And I mean, you know, some of I mean, like, I remember us at 25, and like, if there's any (laughs) comparison to be made, it's probably a bit of a maturity issue. Um, Probably, yeah. And I I mean, you know, you could obviously, you should ideally grow out of that um, and, and kind of, you know, get a better understanding of the way the world works in terms of TV deals and, you know, maybe not thinking something is water, but it's tequila and then throwing that on a kid at ringside. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You, you really don't want. And yep. some of the really more yeah. vile and repugnant things that he says, like, you know, he gets a level of heat that he, it's more than what he needs to elicit the, the desired response from the audience. Yeah. If you're a sleazebag on an independent show and you say that all the fans should have been aborted, for example, um, it's an independent show. It's probably going to fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got the wrong person from TNT watching it that night, I think you've got an issue. And that's one of the yeah. more mild things he said yeah. over the last year. I mean, he's he's dipped into <laughs> everything from sexual assault to the Holocaust. So That's probably one of the reasons why Brian Pillman never got a, a flat, much of a platform because you never knew what Brian Pillman was going to do. I mean, look at even in ECW, yeah. there even in ECW, they were like trying to filter out <laughs> because he was just right. too off. He was way off the grid on a lot of stuff he did. So yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, anybody who wants to piss on the entire audience, I <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I know, Matt. I, Matt, I know Pillman was one of your favorites. <laughs> I just, and, and, and you know what it goes back to. I, I was in college, so I was in that age, and it was yep. the late '90s, which was basically the Wild West of professional wrestling. And as you know, it was all about being as unpredictable and disrespectful as you could be. And it was wild, and it was a blast as an adult. I look back and kind of roll my eyes at some of that stuff now, but um, it, it was a different time and place. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, I, I, I look back and I think, thank God, some of the things that I joked about online don't seem to be online anymore. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? So, not catch up to you. <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming at some point, but. Uh, <laughs> It's funny because, like, uh, even the interview with um, Anthony Green, um, and and I'm not going to get into details because I wouldn't betray him like that, Uh, but it was pre-taped, obviously. I mean, he's in Japan, so it's um, it's 1130 in the morning right now, and that was the original plan. We just had trouble syncing it up with the live feed, so I pre-recorded this interview, and during it, um, he made kind of a, 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 kind of a, a, I, listen, in the grander scheme, I didn't think it was that bad, but he made a comment that he considered regrettable, and he asked me to, you know, to edit that out. 
and that was fine. I, I had no problem doing that. You you wouldn't even know what it was, you know, if I wasn't telling you guys right now. Um, but I, you know, I think that concern is always kind of there for everybody, no matter what your platform is. It's certainly something that I think about as the show kind of is in, coming up on its 14th year um, on the air. I, I I find it amazing that I haven't um, <laughs> that I haven't gotten in trouble yet. You know, <laughs> we try we try very hard. We do. Um, but it's difficult, especially when you're always trying to push the envelope. I think it, it, MJF's in a tough spot, and, and AEW's in an even tougher spot because um, part of what makes MJF so appealing is, it, is that he's not afraid to go there. But it's also something that could be his downfall if he's not careful. So that's right. probably the best way to put right. it. Right. It needs to be someone kind of, you know, helping, I don't know, helping to guide him on, you know, taking the idea that he wants to convey yeah. and maybe just helping him craft it in such a way that it's not going to, like you said, get the TV execs to come down and and throw fit. Sure. But by the same token, right. you know, if you were to if you were to rewind it thirty or forty years, you know, you put him with Roddy Piper in the eighties or Brian Tillman in the nineties, he's right there. You know? It's just a different time. It, it, it's yeah. funny, you see these interviews now with Triple H he talks about you know the X days and how they were close to being banned off T V, some of the antics they oh, were. I was doing. just watching that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like he was just joking around about. It. I was, I'm, I'm watching. I'm finally catching up on those biographies and rivals. You know, like the shows that they're producing that they're continuing to do. And um, you know, he was just on there that I was just rewatching from last season where he was talking about like how much he's grown up and like the things that they were saying and doing. Like at the time, they were fine, but he just shudders. You know, just kind of thinking about it. I, uh, I mean, Matt, consider this: like Triple H's marriage began because he used an ether-soaked rag and kidnapped his wife and and forced her to marry him while she was unconscious. Yes. And How it was funny. We all have, laughed. It, we all laughed at it. <laughs> yeah. But Triple H also has three daughters now. He does. You and I would he, hope he, Stephanie he, he was conscious as they were made. <laughs> I would have said, Hunter, I found this ether soaked rag <laughs> under the, under your pillow, and I was just wondering what that's doing there. <laughs> oh my goodness! I shouldn't even be laughing. Uh, different times, different times. But all that said, I think MJF is an amazing talent. He probably doesn't have to be half as controversial as he is to still get people to look, and he's and he's getting better in the ring by the day, which, like, makes it even more... Like, people were comparing him to The Miz last year. I think that's insane. I think he's heads and shoulders yeah, especially better than The Miz. Uh, oh, yeah. not even... It's not an apt comparison. That match last yeah. night should have... Anybody who was doubting him, that should have put that to rest. Yeah. And Miz just relies on cliches. And there's nothing wrong with him. I'm a huge Miz fan. But... Yeah, MJF is the next level. 
MJF is like the next evolution of Roddy Piper or, or Brian Pillman or really all these guys that we're talking about. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in my opinion, that's the guy that AEW will be building the company around. Even after, like, Moxley's no. gone or, Jer- or Jericho, I, I think MJF is going to be the guy. Unless he just takes the boatload of money that WWE gives him. Um Yeah. I can't even imagine what those competing offers are going to look like. It's probably going to be the biggest contract ever, I'm thinking. Now, the thing is, though, if MJF, let's hypothetically, if he did go to WWE, would he be so, I, I don't know what the right word is, neutered by being on a WWE show that he would lose some of... The, the the personality that he's got probably now. probably remember how big so he that... was before he got signed yeah I mean yeah. he wasn't MJF what happened to him no. he never even bothered to no. tell you what EC3 stood for no yeah he just gave him the red cup <laughs> 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 They'll probably bring him in and just call him like Max Feinberg and just like take it from there, you know. <laughs> I mean, isn't he? Is it, like has he reached a point where he's maybe too famous for them to rename him? Probably. I was only kidding. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, would, would, I would they bring so. in Kenny Omega at this point and call him like I don't know Kenneth Sigma or something like that? <laughs> Kenneth Sigma. Maybe. Uh, I'm just picking another Kenny Alpha. The Greek alphabet. Kenny Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> I'd imagine, especially if Triple H is truly in charge, I would imagine that he'll be okay. It'll be like AJ Styles, you know? I mean, if you own your name, I don't know. Yeah. I don't and know. It's weird. I don't understand from person to person. You know, I don't yeah. understand what makes AJ Styles and and Austin Aries different than um, Bubba Ray and Devon. I have no idea. Or, or Finn Balor. I mean, he's he's not Finn. Prince Devitt, even yeah. though like they basically wave that in front of the fans' faces at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I just my gut tells me that they've kind of moved past. That whole idea of being able to own their names after they're gone. And really, they should have learned their lesson, because we saw with, like, Diesel and Razor Ramon that the name doesn't mean yeah, anything. Been, you know, you could yeah, give a name, different name person the same name. Yeah, like, there wasn't one person there that was getting Kevin Nash and Diesel confused in 1996. Nope. In fact, it was one of the dumber things that they did. So, but it's interesting because I think AEW is going to have a lot of momentum from this show. And mm-hmm. the WWE numbers have been improving so much recently in the last couple months. I think really it's the buzz from Triple H and everything. But, um, you know, if AEW can 
continue to build on their momentum and actually quantify that with like good ratings and stuff like that. I I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to be direct competitors, a one versus a one A or anything like that. But there's no shame in being a number two. You can make quite a living being a number two. Oh yeah, and it's an alternative, and, and they don't that fans didn't have, and they don't they they don't need to be direct competition in the sense that they're not going head to head on nights. There's like there doesn't, and look, fans are allowed to like WWE and AEW. Like it, it doesn't have to be you pick one. You can like right. both if that's what you want to do. In fact, most people do. That card. Uh, was was amazing, a revolution. Yeah. I mean, Jenny Haters still yeah, staying strong as a women's champion. Uh, FTR's big return is a tag scene, um, mm-hmm. and another another solid match with Adam Page and John Moxley. I mean, the whole card was just solid. I, I really like Jericho and Ricky Starks. Yeah, that was good too. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to interrupt. That's okay. What were you saying? Oh, just and the trios match, the Elite versus yeah. House of Black. That was great. Another solid um, one, yeah. And I mean, Wardlow, Samoa Joe. It was in a tough spot on the card, but it was still a solid statement win for Wardlow. Um, yeah. So it, it it got the job done. And and I see like I see Eric Bischoff and like other people knocking AEW because they're not being quite the storytellers that WWE are. Um, in my opinion, they don't have to be because they're that alternative. You know, WCW didn't always tell stories. Sometimes the show was just God, a no. bunch of really good matches. <laughs> like most times, oh I would say. God. Aside from one or two, like, really big angles, most of the show was just a series of really good, often first-time matches. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. You know? And WWE, obviously, they're going to, like, do the same matches over and over again, run it into the ground, but the strength is in the stories that they're telling you to get there. So they're two different styles. It's not like one is right and one is wrong. And, and if a wrestling audience is so diverse, you know what I mean? So you got to give them a little bit yeah. of everything. Yeah. Yeah. You remember they did that um, survey, I think it was last year, Talking about like the number of like original matches that AEW had versus like the number of original matches that WWE presented, and AEW like blew them out of the water. I don't remember uh, what the number was specifically. Close. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to say it was like eighty-five percent of AEW's matches were original matches, and like something like twenty to thirty percent were WWE original matches, which is crazy when you think about the size of WWE's roster. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they're making a concerted effort to get most of the major stars on every show. I would say AEW is cycling them out in two- and three-week increments. So you might get a show without Kenny Omega, but then, like, the next week maybe MJF isn't there or Moxley, you know? Right. Um, they're cycling them in and out. To keep everybody and now they're finally starting the ROH tapings, so you factor that in. And... Oh God! Yeah, more wrestling to watch. More wrestling. Yeah. Just when I need more content. 
Give me content. Let's go to the phones. I'm, I'm going to bring on Patty down in down in Tennessee. What's no going on, Patty? For you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, just hanging in with the family. Yeah, have have Trying the family to stay doing. Well. Well, yeah. you're passing the flu around. <laughs> you're passing the flu? That's awful. Yeah. It, it, it's okay. We're getting over it. <laughs> you're buying fresh tissues, right? You're not reusing tissues. Yeah. It's disgusting. I wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listening to oh, y'all God. talking about Roman Reigns and all the others. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you like Roman Reigns? Yeah. Yep. Who do you okay, like better, I'll Roman Reigns or MJF? Okay. <laughs> Who do you like better, Roman Reigns or MJF? Roman Reigns. Who do you like better, Roman Reigns or Mark Henry? Yeah. Roman Reigns is the one I like better. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I got you. They're they're letting they're letting me know it's dinner time in there. So I better get off okay, the phone well you, and go eat while it's you, hot. You <laughs> go eat. You gotta gotta eat while the getting while it's getting. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Take care, Patty. <laughs> you too. We'll talk soon. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Enjoy, uh-huh. your Enjoy your dinner. Enjoy your dinner. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I wish Rapley would have dinner called Looney like two minutes after he calls. That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So to kind of summarize things, I guess. Uh, Roman Reigns, amazing. MJF, amazing. Um, I think both companies will be building around their respective guys for a while. I kind of would be surprised if MJF left, but I suppose the money could become a thing, especially if WWE gets sold and it's got all this uh, newer, deeper pockets than ever before. I guess it's always possible. So We're also assuming that he hasn't signed an extension already. I mean, realistically, if I were Tony Khan and I knew this guy's contract was coming up in, what, eight or nine months at this point, would I yeah. really be letting him shine on this level as opposed to maybe just dialing it back or just letting him sit at home? I don't know. I, I, I doesn't the wisdom of just shining him up so that he can go someplace else doesn't seem like something he would do, but mm-hmm. I'm also not him, so I don't really know. Except, you know, he's your biggest star. I mean I don't know. I, like I said, I, I expect he'll resign, and I expect if they didn't have a reasonable, like if they weren't reasonably sure that it was going to happen, you're right. He probably wouldn't be getting the major push that he is. But I don't know. Part of me is worried that they're just going to sit him around and then bring back CM Punk at some point to challenge him, and I'm really hoping that's not going to be the case. Oh, please no. <laughs> please oh, no. I would imagine. 
be like The Office, you know? No! God! No! No! We tried tried that experiment, and it was sadly not what it could or should have been. And I think maybe the best thing to do is just learn our lesson and move on. Yeah. I just hope they (laughs) understand that. I think they do, though. I think they do. Um, so listen, so uh, we've got Anthony Green waiting in the wings, so we're going to be going to him in a minute. Uh, what I'm going to do right now is we're going to take a real quick commercial break. On the other side, we've got Anthony Green. And beyond that, uh, we'll open up the phone lines again. We'll bring on Howard Morgan, and uh, we'll transition into the second half of the show. But 914-338-1885, it's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be... Right back. Hey, this is the Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it will take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of pro wrestling interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is... The VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Nick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOC Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, 
Give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <laughs> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's... Uh, He's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing there. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Bill Asher, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In the Room right here on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. I see the callers are lining up. Uh, just a reminder, 914-338-1885. Of course, we're not going to be taking any calls until after our very special guest, who I'm so excited to be talking with right now. He's been such a good friend of the show and, and so great to me. Uh, the alternative, Anthony Green. He is uh, the best thing in wrestling, and right now he's on a tour of Japan, uh, pro wrestling. Noah, what's going on, Anthony Green? How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm great. It's crazy where um, technology has gone, where you and I can talk and hear each other clearly, and we are – 14 hours apart, um, which is wild to think. And I think this is the first time you and I have chatted on the phone or computer in probably close to 10 years. Has it been that long? Wow. I, I think the last time I was on, it was me, you, and the Stro. <laughs> the Stro is here. Well, he's not here right now because we're pre-recording, but... Uh, yeah, the Stroh is still with us, and we're, we're having a great time. Uh, That's yeah, amazing. To think, to think how much has happened in your career in that amount of time, it, it's 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 mind-boggling, really. Uh, let's yeah. start off with Japan, though. I mean, because obviously that's been huge for you the last, what, like year or so, right? I mean, what's that experience been like? Yeah, um, I don't want to say that Japan made me fall back in love with wrestling because I never, I've never fallen out of love with it, but it definitely gave me a new respect and a new love for the sport. Um, and I feel like it's really kind of revived my career in a sense. Like obviously 2021 happened with WWE and everything. And I was just waiting and, and like pushing hard, kept my head down to see what the next big thing was going to be. And when the pro wrestling Noah opportunity came up, like my two dreams in wrestling were to wrestle for the WWE and go to Japan. And now I've been able to do both of them. So it's, it's been pretty, pretty damn cool. How would you compare the experience of being with WWE to kind of what you're doing with Noah? Uh, they're completely different animals. Um, the tour schedule is a lot different at the WWE performance center. You're there. Uh, at least, at least when I was there, it was you're in there training three to four times a week, and then every week they had their their TV taping. So you're you're in there possibly five days a week. Here it's a more relaxed schedule. Um, they treat us all like we're already professionals because we are, of course. 
mm-hmm. and we go into the the training facility when we want to. We have a it's an open door policy. We have a key. We can go in and out whenever we'd like to train in the gym, train in the ring. Um, and shows they fluctuate. Like this month, we have uh, seven seven shows this month. Uh, last month was a a shorter month. I think we only did four shows. That included two big shows, one in Osaka, and then of course the Tokyo Dome event. Uh, this month we're we're going into high like high gear. We have Cork and Hall this week, uh, and then we have Radiant Hall next week, which leads into the big uh, Yokohama Budokan event on the 19th. And then wow. after that, we we have uh, we're going to country towns for I guess what would in America be called a house show. Um, we have four smaller independent style events at the end of the month, back to back to back to back. But to oh, answer your question, it, 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 yeah, it's it's completely different. Um, the style of wrestling is different as well, but that's not, I guess, different from WWE, but just different from American style in general. You've always had, and this is just my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, but I always feel like you kind of like, your style is always, like, very adaptable to the situation that's around you. At least that's how I've always kind of felt. Um, how has it been trying to migrate to the kind of innovative stuff? Like, for example, I, I saw you do this rope bound, rope bound neck breaker on, uh, yes. online the other day. And, like, my God, man. Like, how, how has that adaptation been to, like, what they're doing in Japan versus, like, probably a little bit of a slower style here? So, for me, I don't change what I do. I just adapt to how they do it. So, everything I'm going to do in the ring is going to be the exact same. You're going to see me f- figure out unique ways to to use my own offensive maneuvers. Um, sorry, I lost track for a second. But uh, – Basically, yeah, I'm, I'm not changing much of what I do. Like you said, I'm an adaptive wrestler. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, Johnny Torres, one of my favorite commentators out there, plug for for uh, Johnny Miyagi, he actually says that I'm very good at playing the mirror game. Uh, so I, I can always kind of follow, if not go tit for tat with my opponent's style. And here it was no different. Uh, I think especially this tour, I've more so figured out what the style is and adapted more to my opponents. Last tour was definitely more of a, a figuring out and kind of a feeler for me. Last month I was there for, or sorry, last month, last year Mm -hmm. uh, I was there for two months. So in that two months, I think I got used to the style and got used to what I could expect from my opponents. This tour, I've already been here almost two months and I'm here for another two and a half months. Um, so I think by the end of this tour, I'm going to be a completely different wrestler, and my game will be up probably five notches. Uh, that 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 is that is incredible. Um, and obviously, you're somebody who's really kind of steeped in the tradition and the culture. And when you do something, you dive deep with it. Uh, one of the listeners wants to know if you've been to the Ribeiro Steakhouse yet. So my first tour. Um, so quick, quick little tidbit about my first tour. Yeah. It was originally supposed to be two weeks. Okay. And then uh, 
someone couldn't make one of the events, so they added a match, and they added me uh, onto the show. And after the match, they invited me to stay for two months instead of – so my two-week tour turned into an eight-week tour after just being in the country for one day. Um, but before that time, I already planned for my two-week stay to go to Ribera as soon as possible because we had we had like three shows and um i wanted to train and i I didn't want to like you know i guess dick around while here i wanted to make the most of my my training at the dojo and make the most of my time in japan uh so i planned it for i think my fifth day in the country um so five days in i went to ribera with uh (laughs) badass masa shout out to masa (laughs) And uh, you can watch him on Being the Elite. Uh, and, yeah, he took me to Ribera, and I was gifted the legendary Ribera jacket. I got a gold one. If you go back on my Instagram, uh, at uh, the alternative AG, if you scroll back far enough, you can see a picture of me and my, my sweet golden Ribera jacket. <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. Uh, now, obviously, you go by the alternative now, but for the longest time, people uh, knew you as the retrosexual. What kind of went into that rebranding? Was it just purely kind of changing channels after WWE? So, yeah, um, it was a couple things. One, it goes back to, like, my real life in in pro wrestling, which is I've never really been anyone's first choice. I've always kind of been a backup plan. I've always been, I guess, pun intended, the alternative. Um, But then you realize that the second option has always been the better option. Um, And then it was also a mix of not wanting to come back to the independence and either being former WWE guy August Gray and not coming back as a nostalgia act. And I, I felt like going back to retrosexual Anthony Green would have almost been like a, a digression at that point. Because it, it was almost almost two years from the last time I was called the retrosexual. Sure. Sure. And that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Of course, now you're you're part of the group, the good-looking guys. and, and Sure am. <laughs> What's that experience been like, being part of a team like that? So it was a surprise that I was in the group at all. Um, as I got off the plane, uh, I go through customs and do everything. And as I'm walking towards the exit gate, I just see a camera in my face. That's the first thing I see. And then I look to my left, and I see Jack Morris, who I knew from the last tour. And then I see Jake Lee, who uh, I was familiar with from All Japan Wrestling. And then I saw that he debuted and was doing stuff with Jack Morris. So I was very, I was kind of dumbfounded. What is, what is going on right now? Why are they here? So I introduced myself. They introduce, uh, Jake Lee introduces himself to me. Uh, we start talking, and then he hands me a gift, and it's a T-shirt. And I look at it, and it says, like, GLG, good-looking guys. And I was still like, I didn't put it together yet that, like, oh, this is a faction like, we are all going to be together. I knew we were teaming uh, at Yokohama Arena, but I wasn't sure if this was going to be a long stint thing or just, like, a, a one-off. 
And then we film an interview as we were going outside, and uh, it ended up being translated to, I've been paying attention to Jack Morris. I've been scouting out Anthony Green. This is the new group. We are, we are cool. We are the new thing. We are the good-looking guys. And then, yeah, that's kind of just how it started. And to me, is very cool. And it's, it comes off very cool here. And most, most people enjoy it. So I'm, I'm down with GLG for life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I hate to keep kicking it back to WWE because obviously there's so much going on there. Uh, but one of the fans wants to know specifically about the uh, Timothy Thatcher rivalry and uh, kind of how much that taught you in that brief amount of time. Um, it was really cool. So it was my first taste of live television. So that, that was really neat. Uh, the fact that they sought to use me so early on, that was only my third. We started that like my third week working for WWE. Uh, so that was really neat as well. And we ended up doing two singles matches, um, and having Shawn Michaels and Triple H, Terry Taylor, um, Matt Bloom, Steve Carino, having all those guys behind the scenes watching and, and giving you feedback after. I think overall it was a great learning experience. And just saying, got my win back at the Tokyo Dome last <laughs> month. So I think the feud, I think you can finally write the final chapter of the Anthony Green slash August Gray versus Timothy Thatcher feud. That's great. That that That's incredible. Congratulations to you. Do you ever just want to pinch yourself with some of the experiences that you've had? I was actually just talking to a buddy of mine. Um, look him up. His name is Channing Thomas. I think his, his uh, Twitter is at Chan Thomas Pro. Um, I was just talking to him because I've just been so proud of him and Alec Price and – uh, my lady, Ava Everett, Becca, Jordan Oliver's, all these younger younger wrestlers that I've kind of seen from the beginning and just seeing where they are now. And uh, I tell them, sometimes you have to just, like, appreciate and look back at your achievements. And um, sometimes I feel like I don't do it enough. And you, you always want more in wrestling. Enough is never enough is what I always say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I look back at it and like it was for nine months, ten months, but I got to work for the WWE. Uh, uh, I was on live TNT television for AEW getting Scorpion Death Dropped by Sting with Tony Schiavone on the call. Um, I've had Tony Schiavone interview me backstage and in the ring, uh, wrestling at the Tokyo Dome in front of over 30,000 fans. Uh, singles matches with some of my like Japanese wrestling heroes, Masato Tanaka, uh, Go Shiozaki, getting to team and wrestle someone like Kojima. It's just like I could go on and on and on and on and on about all these things. Being interviewed by the Stro, you know, it's just so many things. Um, but yeah, no man, it's it's been a wild ride. People are always worried about the destination but i think the journey is actually the most important of, of, of everything in, in our careers and, and i gotta say the journey for the last what's it been now 13 years you've been wrestling 14 years something like that um, so it's been it's been 11 years of wrestling but i refereed for like three years before okay. that so yeah, yeah. I knew so you were around for 13 a while. 14 yeah wow. okay but 
but your journey has been amazing to watch and to watch it unfold. And uh, like you said, you've had so many stops along the way. We didn't even dip into AEW. Uh, but you mentioned all these kind of um, peers on the independent scene, and a lot of them have gotten – various breaks along the way over the years. But I always said that you were kind of like, uh, you were part of like a massive rebirth of the independent scene. And uh, we've seen the indies get so big here in the United States just in the last four or five years. I was just wondering your opinion on that and how like a lot of these smaller companies are really stepping up. Yeah, um, I would agree that I think I came up during a really good era of independent wrestling. It was a time where, especially in the Northeast, so many big independents, like, just had meteoric rises, like a like a Limitless Wrestling or like a Beyond Wrestling. And then you saw so many, so many stars get built up and either make it to national television or, like, uh, I think it's very fair to say Joey Janela is probably one of the like diehard independent wrestler guys that made it. And now he's back on the Indies. Uh, he called himself the King of the Indies. And I think it's kind of difficult to deny that he was or is um, that, especially during like his 20, was it his 2018 run, 20, 2017, 2018 run uh, on the independent. And then guys like Dijak who came up, in started training in 2012 and made his debut in 2013 just to see where he is now um guys like Carmelo Hayes uh I know him as Christian Casanova um I popped up I I know you know Richard Holiday just watching him win the Super 8 in 2018 and then signing with MLW and everything he's done since then so many guys during that like 20 that started wrestling or really getting out there in that 2013, 14 time and just seeing where they are now, those are kind of the guys that I feel paved the way for the newer independent wrestling. Very cool. Uh, Now, assuming that you come back to the United States and that you don't extend kind of forever at this point because (laughs) you're having so much fun, uh, what sort of things are you planning when you kind of return stateside, what what kind of things would you like to still accomplish? Uh, so in my in my brain, I really want to wrestle in all fifty states. I feel like at this point, it's it's near impossible. Um, yeah, Wyoming doesn't really have wrestling. I think GCW is the only company that's had a show in Wyoming in the past decade. I, I don't know for sure. Um, I'm twenty. So I'm going to say I have 27 states down, so I'm more than halfway there. So if I can just get as far as possible with that list, I'd be pretty happy. And um, more so, I do want to give back to, like, the local New England independent scene. Uh, there are uh, many great schools there. My home is the New England Pro Wrestling Academy in North Andover, uh, formerly the Chaotic Training Center, formerly Kira Kowalski's. School of Professional Wrestling. So once I'm home, I would like to start running classes more regularly. It was something I was actually going to do um, before the pandemic started. I was going to begin running classes. And then the pandemic, and then I got hired by WWE in my state in Florida. 
but now I'm back in Massachusetts. I'm local to the school. So I think running classes there will probably be high on my priority list. And then just trying to trying to get out there, get get back out there. I know it's I feel like wrestling here in Japan definitely boosts my name, but also it's four and a half months where I'm away from the local scene. So I'm not uh I'm not sure it's gonna be as easy, you know, getting bookings uh, you know, that places in the Midwest or southeast, west coast, et cetera. Yeah, I don't know, but best of luck with that. Uh, one of the listeners wants to know if you're open-minded to uh, going back to AEW or even signing with WWE again, it, or is that something oh. that you just kind of crossed off in your mind for now? Um, No, nothing's ever crossed off. Um, I would definitely be open to both of those things uh, if the opportunity arised. I am. I will say I am very happy wrestling here in Japan. Um I tell people all the time, I feel like this may have been what I was meant to do. I always make the joke that I'm having my Steve Carino run right now. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Steve. Yeah. Uh, I love his work. I, I was a big, big mark, I guess you could say, for his stuff in Zero One and Hustle. And I love, like, the fact that he was the NWA, AWA champion. All that stuff is, like, so neat to me. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm very happy with what I'm doing now, but I definitely maybe next year I would probably think more so about going back to WWE if if it was even offered mm-hmm. or if uh AEW or Ring of Honor even wanted to work out something I would 100% be be willing to listen and, and or follow through. You know, it's so funny. I can see the Steve Carino influence in what you do. Uh, it was so humbling for me uh, because I, I was calling an ECWA show last year, and they put him in their Hall of Fame, and he remembered me. I, I couldn't believe he remembered me because we barely even brushed elbows. But uh, just just such a down-to-earth, uh, just incredible guy. But my God, um, Steve you know, is definitely when he was Steve, on a show, Steve, it was like nothing else. Yes, yeah, Steve is definitely someone that I think all wrestlers not just independent wrestlers all wrestlers should look up to just like for his career that he's had very cool uh now you fired off a bunch of shows that you have coming up in japan if people want to kind of follow along online uh what's your social media like i know you mentioned the instagram yes so my social media my instagram one more time is at the alternative ag my twitter is at alternative underscore ag and if you want to keep up with what I'm doing at Pro Wrestling Noah, you can sign up to their Wrestle Universe um, streaming service. It's wrestle-universe.com. It's 900 yen a month, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna know the exact number, but that comes out to like six dollars and something cents per month. So that's a great deal. It gets you uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. It gets you DDT. Uh, it also gets you Tokyo Joshi Pro all included. And they also throw up, like, random independent events. I know there's GCW shows on there, uh, wrestling carnival events from the U.K. A bunch of stuff is always thrown up on that service. That is a great deal. That's cool. I'm going to check that out for sure. Uh, Anthony, it feels like forever since I've seen you, and I hope to God we get to cross paths again in the next couple of years. But uh, best of luck with everything, man. It just sounds like you're just so happy and just – so full of life over there. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. I really am. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Brady.
All right. And uh, thanks for the time. Anytime. <laughs> I love it. The Alternative Anthony Green. Check him out on Twitter, alternative underscore AG. And uh, what we're going to do right now, guys, we're going to go to a commercial break. On the other side, we'll open up the phone lines. I know you guys are excited to talk to us, so we'll have some fun there. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Be right back. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, Worldwide baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com. Don't forget to check out Anthony Green on Twitter. Uh, we're having a great show tonight already. A um, little light on the callers. Let me remind you guys, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in here tonight. Uh, great conversation to balance that out, though. Uh, before we kind of jump in with things, before we bring Howard Morgan on, what do you got going on this week, man? Oh wow, what a great interview that was, uh, Brady. That was that was Thank amazing. Awesome, awesome. I wish them all the best. Really do. Um, yeah, with um, WCW Retro Thursday night at 19 Eastern Standard Time, uh, we, we're talking uh, 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 some of the best world champions, some of the greatest world champions for the years, and if you got some. Uh, stories from your favorite world champions of the year, please feel free to come on. It should be a good time. 19 BC Standard Time of the Information.com, WCW Retro. One more thing I wanted to mention before we bring on Howard. Uh, you, you heard Anthony Green talk during the interview about his friend Channing Thomas. Uh, Channing Thomas is going to be part of the ECWA Super 8 tournament. That's March 25th in Morganville, New Jersey. The field for Super 8, Studio Andino, Ryan Mooney. Jay George, uh, Sam Shields, Ellis Taylor, Joey Ace, Rick Recon, and, of course, Channing Thomas. And uh, like I said, it's going to be a great show. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. Now, with that out of the way, all the plugs kind of tuck neatly aside. What's going on, Howard? How you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. How's everybody doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Uh, we're coming off a uh, couple interesting days of television. We were talking about it in the first hour. Uh, obviously, you finally got some resolution with Jey Uso, and you get a little bit of a, an idea where that angle is going with the bloodline as it relates to Sami Zayn. It's, it's unfortunately, as a lot of us are kind of looking at it, it's exactly like what the dirt sheets all laid out for what WWE was going to do. I guess it's logical, but uh, either way, just tremendous storytelling. That was one thing, Howard. What did you think about that angle? I I, I thought it was, it was very well done. Um, again, going back to the, you know, an old school kind of slow build, slow burn to, you know, to a feud, to a, you know, 
to a series of matches that, I mean, could really, honestly, this could take us through, you know, the summer and probably right to Survivor Series, I think, you know, with what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, they definitely have kind of laid a roadmap, I think, for uh, for where they can go with it. Um, and you're right. I, I mean, I see a lot of legs with this. I, I mentioned earlier, I see the potential for money in the bank to get involved in this, you know. I'm assuming that Roman's going to retain the title. Even though the betting odds were just released, I found it interesting. Cody is actually the favorite. Um, I never understood how you have betting odds for wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's a thing. So, uh, well, you know, I mean, I guess in Vegas you can really bet on anything. I mean, you know. Yeah. It's like betting on a movie. Yeah. But I, but I guess until it's filmed, anything can happen, right? So. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. And, and really, right up until, you know, the the match starts, and I mean, and and even. Beyond, you know, as the match is going, you know, things can happen. They can change it. They can really do whatever they want with it, you know, up until yeah. the match is over. I remember thinking that uh, during the pandemic year, when they, because they had to record WrestleMania throughout the week to air it that weekend, you know, because they couldn't have everybody in the building at the same time. And uh, right. I remember thinking, this is the first WrestleMania. Where, like, literally, they already know what's going to happen because because it's all it's all there. It's all done. So, did they have betting like that when you were in WCW? I don't remember it until maybe about 15 years ago. I, at certain times, you know, I mean, things were just such yeah. a flux back then. I mean, there's so much going <laughs> on, and things changed from week to week, so it was just, uh, it was hard. There's certain things, like, for example, you know, the Sting-Hogan feud you know, yeah. with NWO, you know, that, that, that was a constant and certain things. But oh, it was yeah. Just, you know what I mean? So Yeah, that was a big one. Get, that was a big right. one. I remember that Halloween, everybody was either Hulk Hogan or Sting. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of Hogans and Stings. Uh, do you think, like... Um, I'm trying to think here, like like Seth Rollins, right? So Logan Paul is a favorite in his match against Seth Rollins. Do you think if Seth Rollins bet against himself, that would preclude him from getting into the WWE Hall of Fame someday? Well, it, it, it's kept other athletes out of certain Hall of Fames for sure. <laughs> I know, but WWE <laughs> is a legitimate Hall of Fame, unlike baseball. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, for, yeah. so are you saying he would, he would get the Pete Rose treatment? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm wondering. If he bet against him, well, we're, we're, you know? we're, we're not dropping names here, are we? We're not dropping yeah. names. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking, imagine if Seth Rollins threw the whole match just so that he could win by losing. <laughs> right, yeah. Be the big winner yeah. by being the biggest loser. <laughs> Some interesting ones, though. I got... Rhea Ripley's a favorite. I guess I'm not surprised about that, Charlotte. Um, Asuka is a favorite against Bianca Belair. I am surprised about that one. Um, some other ones. I, I just find these interesting. Austin Theory, the favorite over John Cena. I never would have well, thought I would yeah, see I, that day. No, but, I, I mean, I think it's a given with, you know, obviously with Cena's part-time schedule and dare call part-time 
you know, almost no time. But you know, I don't see Cena winning. Yeah. At, at WrestleMania, you know, just it, it's just not plausible for him to win it. For what? I mean, what are you going to do after that? He's going to go back to Hollywood and right, right. And what? I, 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 yeah, I, I mean, I've been, I've been saying it for years. Uh, WrestleMania, the big stars should win at WrestleMania because um, you're going to look back on that event. And you're going to remember that better than the times kind of surrounding WrestleMania. It's kind of like encapsulated in time, you know. So the big stars, it doesn't always work out that way, but I feel like the big stars should always win at WrestleMania. So Austin Theory at this point, he's the big star. You know, John Cena, not the big star. Probably should be going in the Hall of Fame, but not the big star right now. You know, right. so it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, yeah, they're, they're the only ones that surprise me with the odds, but, uh, yeah. No, but I do like yeah. where, where the bloodline is going. I, I was thinking about it, and I, I haven't really been getting behind Roman Reigns, except for, you know, I don't know, probably the last two months, I guess, you know, and, you know, the <laughs> you whole bloodline him. thing, I think, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, and I still like I'm still not 100% sold on him. But listen, the guy's selling tickets. The guy is is getting huge heat when he comes out, and you know you, you got to give it to him. And yeah, you know as you talked about earlier, I think a a face turn is coming because you know I I go back to when you know when Magnum TA got hurt and Dusty Rhodes needed needed a hero, and he said you know you have to take your 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 hottest heel and just flip him and he becomes your hottest baby face and they did that with Nikita Koloff and they did it well. Sure. And and you know I think it's coming. I don't know when. I I, I think that's still maybe a year out, you know, cuz they they're still building him but he's got and I don't want to compare their their legacies but he's got like a Ric Flair quality where you just want to see somebody beat this guy you know, at a pay-per-view, at a match somewhere, we hate him so much. We just want right. to, we don't care who he loses to. He can yeah. lose, you know, and, and I threw out, you know, jokingly, you know, Randy Mulkey's name last week. And honestly, he could lose to Gilbert. <laughs> and we would be happy with that. Yeah. You know, we'd be happy with him. And then, you know, then what do you do with Gilbert after that? It's like, well, we don't care. He beat Roman Reigns and he's done. But he generates that and he, and he showed it at, you know, at the last pay-per-view when he went up to Sami Zayn's wife and said, this is all his fault. Everything I'm doing to him is his fault. But, you know, don't hate me. I'm just delivering the, the justice that should have been delivered, you know, weeks ago. Right. And, you know, right. He's, 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 he plays to the crowd. He, you know, he's trying to he's trying to almost play the victim here where, listen, it's, you know, it's not my fault. It's not. This isn't anything I'm doing. This guy's getting what he deserves. And it just obviously draws more heat and, you know, it, and he's so good. And I think that the bloodline could be our, you know, modern day four horsemen, you know, of that kind of caliber. And I think staying power, I think they're going to be around for, you know, for a little while. Yeah. Uh, Maestro will tell you too, the, the best heels are the ones that believe with all their convictions that they're right, even when they're not. Uh, and right. that's what Roman Reigns is. He's walking yeah, around and he's convinced that he's right. 
For, and, and, and listen, and MJF's doing it, I mean, and and look what he's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he and not only does does he believe he's right, he believes and and he sells who he is, whether the cameras are rolling or not. He lives yeah. his gimmick, you know, on screen, off screen, while he's you know shopping at the supermarket. He's he's that guy. Yeah, and and that's what you need. You need, you know, believability. You need that. Oh, this guy is is legitimate. It'd be like you know, you see Ric Flair pull up in a in a limousine to the show, but when you see him, you know, pull up to the to the liquor store, he's a you know he's in a little you know Honda Accord. That's not Ric Flair. Right. The guy's driving limos. <laughs> and yeah, they're, they're just they're doing it. They're they're making you believe. You know, and then now, now that I believe, now we are emotionally connected. Whether we like the guy or we hate him, we're at least connected to him on some level. Now, here's something interesting that I was thinking, and I'm curious what you guys think. Um, one of the main things that makes Roman Reigns a heel, aside from what he believes and how he carries himself, I, I know they're two very big aspects, um, but Paul Heyman. The Paul Heyman factor. Um, I've been thinking about this, and he's been involved with WWE on and off for, God, probably almost 25 years now. And in that time, he's had way more hits than misses. So what I really like about Paul Heyman is when this does kind of go awry and Roman Reigns flips and becomes the hero in all this. All it's going to take is Paul Heyman with the new bad guy, and you've got a number one heel again. Because he is that good at what he does. I can't think of maybe more than one or two instances where something with Paul Heyman didn't really work out the way they wanted them to in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, absolutely. Yeah. What I do you think, think about I that? Think, Sorry. Sorry. Oh, Paul Heyman. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. Sorry, Howard. Go ahead. Yeah, Howard. I <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I want to hear. I want to hear Stroh's opinion for sure. Yeah. No, no. You, you go first, and I'll follow up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think. I, I think that with with Paul Heyman, there's just something you just. He's got the it factor, but it's like. I hate him, but I, I don't really know why. I just I, I just hate this guy, and he and he plays that that slime ball so well, and you know it's it, it's very easy to to hate Paul Heyman, the, you know the character, and you know and yeah, I mean he could take anybody and and make him the next biggest heel when Roman makes makes his turn. Oh, look what he's done. I mean, look what he's done through the years. I mean, um, I mean, on camera and behind the camera as, as well. I mean, sure. look, and the stuff that he's made. You look at look what he's done for Brock Lesnar. Look what he's done for Roman Reigns. Look what he's done for an entire company of ECW beforehand. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's amazing on on camera, and I mean, it's, it's such a great story. I. I I dare say, even even though he looks more and more like him every day, I dare say he's the Alfred Hitchcock of 
pro wrestling right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, he, I always he's think got... of him like the Grand Wizard kind of like he he just just so cerebral, mm-hmm. you know, with the way he is. Yeah, and, and he he's, he's got that that Bobby Heenan quality where you know he can just he can talk you into him you not liking him just by right. the, the the little the little remarks that that he throws out. It's nothing earth shattering that he says, but it's the little things you know that that he throws out like when he had that. Little uh, promo with, with Cody Rhodes on the on the monitor. He said, "This is you know, you don't want to win this because it's a nightmare. Like it'll be your nightmare. You know, you you'll be away from your kids, from your wife." And he kind of hinted that, "Well, when you're away, I'm, I'm going to be you know in your house." You know, and they're like, well, wait <laughs> yeah. a minute, it's like that was just great. And it you know, how can you not yeah. hate that? Yeah. But by the same token, you know, he's telling these stories, um, but nobody can build a match or get you so excited for an event as Paul Heyman. You know, WrestleMania wouldn't have a quarter of the allure if Paul Heyman weren't the one talking about the main event every week on television. He did the same thing for Brock. Hell, he did the same thing when he, when he mattered Cesaro. You know, look at the difference. Yeah. Look, look at the difference between, like, when WWE started ECW under their umbrella. Look at the difference between the first couple months when Paul Heyman was in charge versus the rest of the two-year run or whatever it was. Look at that difference. He, um... Yeah. He, I, and, Howard, I know you grew up in the area, so obviously you were probably watching those late-night, you know, ECWA infomercials as much as I was, um... He could make the most mundane things seem so important. Yeah, and I, mean, it's I, what I made remember ECW watching it when so it was big. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching it when it was you know Eastern Championship Wrestling back on uh, what's it uh, Sportsnet or something. You know, one of them off right, down, yeah. you know, like late, 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 late at night, and it had like yeah. a, a kind of a. a you know, a, a, an underground kind of, you know, feel to it. It's like, man, here's this, you know, as, as Jim Cornette would say, here's this outlaw show, you know, making it. And, and they've made stars. I mean, look at all the stars that came out of ECW. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, and, and it was all, all I believe, all due, if, if not all, probably 95% due to Paul Heyman. I'm still kicking myself that I never got to see the historic Battle of the Bam Bams or, or witness Kimono Wanalea dancing atop the arena. You know, like right. these, these are things that, uh, yeah. It, it, yeah, well, and, every, and, and pretty soon that, that arena is going to be no more. They're, they're tearing it down. Again? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, I can proudly say... I called the main event with Joey Styles in the last match at the arena before they closed the first time. That was a. Uh, that's something I'll never forget. Yeah, that, that you know, it, it was it definitely a, a a good time, and you know, I I think it, you know those times. I think it ranks right up there with me to. You know, like Jim Crocker promotions, like from like late '84 to almost the beginning of '87, and just how hot 
you know, Jim Crockett promotion was at that time and everything yeah, that they had yeah. going on, you know, ECW was right there. Oh, they man. were, it was in the mix. You know, I was, you know, I was debating, you know, do I, do I watch, you know, do I really want to watch Raw? No, I want to, I want to watch, you know, ECW. So, you know, I got to, you know, take a quick nap because I need to get up at, you know, 10 o'clock and, and catch ECW. <laughs> right. You know, it, it was just so good and just really so, you know, believable. I believed everybody, you know, yeah. when, when they were talking, you know, from, you know, Tommy Dreamer to Stanton right down to, to, to Mikey Whipwreck. You're like, man, is this guy ever going, you know, and why is he still he's getting his brains beat out every night? Why is he still doing this? Oh, and my then, God, you know, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you, you, how could you not love the kid? Like, it's, you know, he's coming back week after week after week. You know, and then you have Sabu, yeah. you know, and, and Rob Van Dam and, you know, and Taz when he was young, you know, all of the, you know, all of those guys that really are superstars and main eventers, you know, and went on to be main eventers elsewhere. What, one of my it, favorites. It was, it was, yeah. Right. Yeah, one of my favorites was Raven. Um, and he oh, never, yeah. I mean, you know, he he made an appearance in just about every company. But when he was in ECW, man, there was something special about that. He was just doing an interview this week where he was talking about how he hates doing independent shows now because there's almost no psychology behind it. He he never gets to be the heel because he's always the legend that's coming in for a show to teaming with the local local baby. You know, nobody's paying to see... Big Bad Raven play mind games with somebody like he used to do with Tommy Dreamer. Um, he was so good at what he did. And I, I got to think about 95. I mean, I, I know he's a very intelligent guy, and obviously he's been able to make waves in other places, but the fact that he was so heads and shoulders better with his storytelling in ECW tells me that, again, that's the genius of Paul Heyman. Yeah, I think Raven was so good on, on on the mic, and you know when he came to the ring and just you know sat down in the corner and would deliver his promo sitting down. Like, right. who does that? No, no, right. because they they want to they want to look around and get the crowd reaction. And Raven gave the the, the impression he's like, I don't care what you think, I have something to say, and you're going to listen because I have the microphone. <laughs> And literally yeah. half the crowd was looking at his back. They weren't even looking at his face. Mm-hmm. He just, like, he he I, he he was, like, he just re- represented, like, you know, like, don't give a, you know? Like, he, I mean, he, he would, like, he would hand Tommy Dreamer a cane and then turn around and extend his arms, like, yeah, you can hit me. I don't care. Whatever. Like. Pain is temporary. You know what I mean? Like he was just so cool with what he did. It was just like, you know, I I don't know. I just I I always dug the Raven thing. I really did. I I thought it was cool. Um, I thought it was cool. Uh, no, yeah, it was definitely definitely a yeah, special time for sure. For sure. Uh, let's go to Orlando and we'll bring on uh, Malcolm a mile a minute mania. What's going on, Malcolm? How you doing, brother? Hey, uh, how you doing, Brady? Just second, good, I mean, man. I'm, I'm, there's a real nice place. Help take care of me and don't disturb her. Uh, her name's Teresa. We've got all the time in the world, pal. We're live. 
Yeah, I think the world is like she's sweet lady in the world. What you gonna do when Malkamania runs wild on you, brother? Oh, Saturday. I just found out from Lou. Blue Jean, my main man here, Hogan's Beach Shop. Blue Jean? Lou says Hogan's gonna do a meet and greet April 18th next month in, in Clearwater. Perfect. There's one down in Clearwater last year. Nice. I've never been to Clearwater before, you know, and I love being the holster. How's the weather down there? <laughs> the weather. <laughs> the weather's the weather's the weather. Yeah. Calm, breezy. I'm coming to Orlando in chance. 20 days. With the flight chance of boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to Orlando in 20 days, brother. Are you, are you for bringing work. uh and uh and you're the co host? Yeah, I'm bringing them as carry ons on the flight. Sure, okay. you're alright being a carry on, right? <laughs> no, I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are talking about Raven. Yeah. I, I think I met Raven what about Wrestle him? Reunion two thousand ten. He's a really okay. nice guy. You know, I, Raven, I, I don't care. You want to be a bad guy that fools me. But he called me a dumb mark the first time I met him, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> if, if he's upset, you know, about him being one be a bad guy and he hates it, pinches, hey, that's his bag. You know, he's a, yeah, he's a great yeah. wrestler. With John to be a bad guy, man. You know, and you know, I like I prefer per, personally. I like wrestlers that want to be bad guys. I think bad guys create the 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 best. You know the best uh, problems, the best. Uh, you know they create the best situations in wrestling. That's right. Like when uh, Luger was, was out of his car, it was that class of the champions for, um, and was it for uh, the Great American Bash in 1988, and uh, he was out there getting his luggage out of the bath, and all all four of the horsemen came back there and did a number on him. You know, and then Piper hit <laughs> yeah. and they had the coconut. You know, I I just think I like the bad guys. I really do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and it goes, and you know what, Brady? It goes with television shows. The bad guys create the television shows. I mean, That's the right. Bill Batman show. It was the, you it wouldn't was watch the, it if there wasn't the a villain. Penguin. Yeah, you, you need the, the villain. Guys. Yeah, they're the ones that made the show. Man, I talked to a lot of them. You know, but, yeah. So yeah, I got no problem with that. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, yeah I, I I'm just uh you know, I'm just hanging out trying not to get in trouble. You know, I'm I'm notorious for getting into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Have if, you moved yet? I knew you were talking about moving. Oh well, I was gonna move but you know, this lady is really nice. I mean she asked me to uh, distribute my medications because I was doing it myself. And I guess I've been, you know, in football, I've been fumbling the ball, you might say. So uh-huh. I, let her, I let her give me my medications. She's doing a really good job, you know. She's just a really nice lady. You know? Cool. She's, she's amazing. Cool. She should have done one of those one-a-day commercials, you know, back in the 70s. <laughs> my wife yeah. does this and that, and, and she takes the one-a-day vitamin. I mean, this lady, uh, she had a she had a hurricane. She's repairing rooms in her house. You know, I mean, she just she shocked me. She she's, you know, she shocked the monkey. You know, as as as, as uh, 
distributes all the meds to these people. Got people complaining they want cokes and they want cigarettes. And I don't have. Uh, don't that. we all? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told her I'm hoping someday I can help her send her on a one week cruise out to the Bahamas or something. Just get away from everything. It's just really sweetheart. I mean, and her daughter's right behind her. Daughter's right behind her. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. You heard from Mike? No. I, uh, I, I, well, we were, we were messaging the other day, but that's about it. How's he doing? Yeah. Uh, you okay? okay. Yeah. yeah. I know he was in the hospital for a little bit. Yeah, my sister's texting me a picture. I'll try and text it to you guys. She got a long-haired chihuahua, little puppy, ah. and she called it Gus. I just lost my dog, yeah. Malcolm. You lost your dog? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you know, we had to put her down. Oh, I'm sorry, Brady. That must yeah, hurt. Yeah, okay. There. Yeah. But at least you know how your dog died. I still don't know how Bandit was killed. That, that drives me crazy oh. about every night. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that I know. Sucks. Everybody, you're all excited about you know this, this wrestling and that wrestling, but I want to see Hogan again. You know, and then they step a good day in the Clearwater. I'll get to see the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I got to tell you, Brady, one of the funniest moments of Jimmy Hart ever. I watched a Coliseum video. I couldn't tell you which videotape it was on because it was so long ago. It was about 1986 that I watched it. And, okay. um, me and me and this girl that was upstairs above me, Carrie Hampy, the one that had epilepsy, we were watching this. And Jimmy Hart was in this long red underwear with, with like these black, black trunks over the top, right? And and okay. uh, and Jimmy kept hiding underneath the ring while all the other wrestlers were up above tossing each other out. And Jimmy comes out the last one, and he wins the Battle Royal. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Jimmy Hart won the Battle Royal. <laughs> Good old Jimmy. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's yeah. awesome. And then uh, Milo... Lika told me it was uh, September uh, 2000. When was it? September 2017. He said that he's going to have Hulk Hogan coming to um, uh, Circus Circus in Las Vegas, and that would be February 20, 25th, the day of uh, the Elimination Chamber match. And he was going to make okay. appearance with some other guys, other WWE superstars, two others. And then they they couldn't get him there because uh, the, the agent wanted thirty thousand dollars more for his appearance. But um, the, what it was is uh, when when we went there, the only guy I got to meet that day was Booker T. Uh, Booker T. And then Milo told me that Jimmy Hart would be there with Hulk Hogan. And mm -hmm. I said, really? And Eric Bischoff might be there, too. And I said, oh, I want to go to this, um, Milo. He goes, well, I'll put you next. Mm -hmm. Well, it got canceled. But he said he wanted to meet Jimmy Hart because Jimmy was one of the one of the singers in the Gentrys, you know. That song. Oh, yeah, that song for the, on, I keep on dancing. You know, and I yeah. wanted to meet Jimmy Hart for that, too, because I, I got to tell you, I don't care what anybody says. I think Jimmy had a good singing voice. I liked him on uh, Young Stallions, uh, Crank It Up. 
on on uh, wrestling album <laughs> two, Pile Driver, and then the song he had, Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield. That was classic. Boys and Cars, dude. Jimmy's just a great, great guy. Man. I mean, Bobby Heenan, all those managers back then, they were fun. And they used to appear on Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling uh, Saturday morning TV show that I used to like. The best of those two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luscious Johnny Valiant, uh, Classy Freddie Glassie, the, Mr. Fuji. Those guys. Those guys were not only great managers, they were great actors to me. The way you could do that, they, they, just, they could pull that off like nothing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the good old days. You know great? You know what's great, Brady, is I, I, I haven't met you yet in person. I've met Stro. <laughs> I have met so many wrestlers. There's some I didn't meet. There's a lot I didn't meet, I should say. And then, but there's a lot I did meet. A lot. I uh-huh. got to meet like Dr. Desky Williams. I've never mm-hmm. I got to meet him out of nowhere. And then I met uh, Rick Martell and, and Tito Santana, not together, but I met him individually. And I got a picture signed by both Arriba. strike courts. Yeah. yeah. Arriba. I love Tito. I love Tito. Tito is so cool. <laughs> He was gonna buy me a he was gonna buy me a taco one time. He was <laughs> taco, taco, what's your taco? <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, <laughs> interviews that Bruce Wirt, the Voice of Choice, did. He was interviewing Tito, and he asked him how difficult it was to grow up in Mexico and start wrestling in the United States. And Tito is just like, he pauses for a second, and he's just like, I'm American, Bruce, just like you. It was just the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, yeah. But Brady, he was one of the three guys. When Snooker got his bashed in with a coconut by Piper, he was, yeah. he was one of the three guys that had to separate, uh, uh, separate Tito or separate Snooker from the, the back of the door. It was him, B. Blind Blair, the Killer Bees, and and uh, and Chief uh, Wahoo McDaniel. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what they say. Yeah. When you get hit with a coconut, that's when you learn who your real friends are. Or, no, Chief J. Strongbow, not Wahoo McDaniel's okay. in the NWA. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I got you. Yeah. I got you. It's okay. Uh, all these wrestlers, I'm uh, confused. Uh, I miss Brutus Beefcake. I, I miss Ian. Greg Valentine. I love the hammer. Cutting and strutting. I love the hammer. The hammer always suits me cool. Yeah. Can you do a Brutus Beefcake impression? You'd probably be good at Brutus that. Brutus Beefcake. Let's see. Yeah. Cutting uh, and strutting. I'll try. <laughs> oh, I remember when he did. Let's see. He goes, uh, he goes, you know, Gene, I love the blades. He goes, they're a, they're a part of me. And Matt, <laughs> now let me make them a part of you. <laughs> not too good. That, that was before they took on uh, Savage Zeus. Zeus the Moose. <laughs> I met mean, mean, Tiny Lester. I will never forget. I was next to John Schneider at the Hollywood show. And I go up to Zeus, and I tell Zeus, I said, I said, uh, Zeus, uh, would you sign?
signed these pair of yellow Hulk Hogan's brand new yellow uh, tr- yellow wrestling trunks. He goes, man, get that. Get, he goes, I didn't sign nobody's nasty underwear. Get that. I started laughing. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, man. Malcolm, it's great to talk to you as always, brother. Hey, I love talking to you guys. That's why I called in. Just, I just wanted to hear from you guys. Okay. Yeah. If something big Probably ever happens to me, Brady, I'm going to tell you something big ever happens to me, and you need an interview with me. You, you know what? You know, I'll tell him. He wants. He wants to talk to me. Don't. Don't even. Don't hesitate. Just put him right through. Just put him right through. Brother, you would be the interview of a lifetime. The stuff that you've done in your, in your life, would be amazing. Yeah, Not for well, tonight, I still though, haven't got a ride on the path boat. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see you scaling the building in between Robin and Batman. <laughs> no, I tried that when I was six or seven. Did I tell you that? I tried to do no, that when I was you six didn't. or seven. Uh, let no, me tell you real quick. You never told me that. I was yeah. six or seven. I went outside. My dad's mowing the lawn in the backyard on Princeton. So I go in my room, and I, and I just finished watching an episode of Batman on Saturday. So I take this uh, wire hanger, and I bend it so it looks like a bat. Right? And then I bend the top, <laughs> you know, the hook part. And I went out to the garage, and I got a long piece of yellow, strong yellow rope, and I, I flung it over my head and flung it up, and it went down in the chimney. And my dad looks, stops the lawnmower, and he goes, get that out of there right now. Like, like that. That's all he says. Get that out yeah. of there right now. I, I tried to pull it out. It wouldn't come out. So I put my feet against it. It wouldn't come out. I started walking up the chimney <laughs> about two feet. I fell on my butt. Then. Oh, my God. The, our neighbor next door, Lou Agon, he goes, what's he doing, Jill? He goes, God, he goes, damn if I know. He goes, now, what are you doing? I go, oh, I, I was trying to do, like, uh, Batman. Now, they said certain photography. They don't really want them to. <laughs> yeah, it's like sideways. <laughs> take me to see Ed Drink. I'm serious. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I tried to fly. I had an American flag in each hand, and I thought if I slapped them really fast, they could be like wings. And I jumped off a dresser, <laughs> but I could never quite get it to work. Was <laughs> it Superman or? No, no, I was just trying to fly. I don't know. The super weird guy. I don't know. Oh, I get it. You were trying to be the the uh, the uh, what was what was this character's name? Owen Hart. The um, oh, well, this blue was blazer. long before him. The blue yeah. blazer. Right? Yeah, this was long before the blue blazer. <laughs> really? Well, I might yeah. get to be Superman or Captain America, but sweat white. I'm asking. You're my Superman. I love hey, you, brother. I want to give credit to where credit is due, real quick. Um, okay. Would you give credit to some very nice people that had me in the hospital last week? Um, they're, I don't know their names particularly, but they did you were really in the nice job. I, I was in the hospital last week, the VA hospital. I, I oh. had a flip-out session. Yeah. The, uh, okay. the, and, and, the, and the police put me in the back of this. Oh, man. They put me in the back of this police car. And they put those cuffs around the back. Oh, I thought I was going to die. And they finally loosened them a little bit. If they wouldn't have loosened them, oh, my I'd, God. oh I, I, I didn't know. I was, I was trying to kick the door through. And, and the police officer said, hey, Jake, take it easy. I'll, just, I'll loosen them a little bit. You know, 
Um, yeah. But, uh, the police officers and, and everybody that handled that situation, uh, thank you very much. And you know that toenail I was telling you about? Teresa got yeah. that toenail, the one that's deformed that grosses everybody out on my foot. She took that I off. never heard of that. It's completely gone. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, Teresa Trouble did, was and, afoot. and Trina helped too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just okay. I like to give credit okay. where credit is due, you know. Yeah. And tell the champ. Well, I'm glad to hear you're I'm okay, brother. Him. You know, tell the champ, I'm coming to see you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a warning. Malcolm, great to talk to you as always, brother. Love you. Okay. Love you Bye. too. See you, man. Wow, that took a strange turn there. I was expecting him to say the big boss man locked him up. <laughs> That's what happens when you visit Cobb County, Georgia. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, glad he's okay. And I'm glad he got mm-hmm. that toenail clipped off, even though I never even heard that. I it's, amazing that things, it's amazing the things that the callers will reveal when they call in. Sure. What did you used to say? The freaks come out at night. We would call them our freaks. Yeah. Yes. Every Tuesday night. <laughs> the freaks. <laughs> like this well, guy. What's going on, Ralph? Sorry, Howard. What's going on? I just want to say, get well, Malcolm. You know, I wish him luck. Yeah, and you, know. you guys are best buddies. Yeah, I hope. I hope I can. Dying to meet Malcolm down in Orlando, Florida, when I get down there. I hope he meets me down there. Why don't you come in my... Why don't I bring you as my personal item? I can put you in, like, the carriage under my seat. Well, when? We can do, like, a trap and release. Like, I'll I'll get you down to Orlando, and I'll just, like, release you in the wild. Okay, there's two things that you mentioned that I heard, Okay. (laughs) Okay. okay. I'm going to give you an update. Okay. Jimmy okay. Hart will okay. be here on the 18th. At the, at okay. the uh, 23 Arena. Jimmy Hart's going to be there. Okay. Okay. And Sunday. Okay. Bruce Ward was at the Arena with Tito Santana yeah. in a box seat. I know I helped him get the uh I helped him get Tito. Oh really? I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there but I couldn't. Well I I soon as I saw the picture I texted him I, I can't make it. I was too busy here at the door. I couldn't go. But my cousin went and she said Dominic was there. Dominic Mysterio. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was at the show, you mean? He wasn't with Bruce Wirt. No. In the show. Yeah. Not Dominic, uh, Cody Rhodes, you know. What was the WWE show, you know? It was all those guys. Yeah. Minus Ryan. I was going to go, and and she said, after after that, um, she overheard something. She wanted to go check it out. You know, Elias was at Lorenzo's Pizza? She went down because you ever heard that somebody was saying that Elias was going to go to Steve Rango's Pizza. Very good pizza, so that's good. Good for him. Great to see you doing something. At least he tried a Jersey pizza. Put it that way. 
I'm trying. Yeah. Put it that way. It's also in South Philly. Yeah, but they got they got the best one too because it's started out here in the birds. <laughs> Peter Rango. I got you. The bird. I got you. The Tacanelli is better than New Jersey. Yeah. 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 And, and uh, I'm going to try, okay, when I'm down there, okay, you know how, how we all, yeah, we were all freaks, right? I'm going to freak yeah. you out. I'm going to go, go find your true girlfriend down in Florida. Her name is Ariel. I think she's a little burn, mermaid. I'm going to try to get oh, yeah, I love her. Ariel. Man. I, I got to do it. I have to find her. I got to hunt her down. I'm going to get her on camera, and I'm going to say, little kisses to Brady Hitch. Yes. Yep, Ariel and the Little Mermaid is the one that got away. And, and uh, I was I was in um in my in, in this chat room. Some of the people from from um from BetRiver.com, it's a casino mm-hmm. site. They got a chat room. They said, Heard they said of it. Well, okay, what is that? Well, what are you thinking of doing when you go down there? I said, well, I'm going to meet the seven dwarfs. Right in the seven dwarfs. You should be the eighth one. Up, well, is that? No, somebody came up with something. They said, it's it's rat and the seven dwarfettes. Okay. The dwarfettes. The, all females. Okay. Okay, now. I seen it last night. John Cena is fast, you know. Thanks, Austin Theory. Here comes Kenya. <laughs> and I think, I think I can see what they're leading up to now with John Cena and Theory. John yeah. Cena is going to pass him the torch. Yeah, for good. That's, that's I don't know about for now. good, but he'll pass him the torch. Yeah. That you know, it's got to be a good thing because you don't, you don't have to see John Cena no more. Yeah, but all right, there's definitely a step down in talent. You know, like I, <laughs> he, he's a guy that I missed, even though I got tired of him. You know, he was very good at what he did. Yeah, and last week I caught a shot. It's going to be three on three at WrestleMania, damage control against the new tag team champions. With Chris Stratus, I can't wait to see that match. I just want to go, you know, I, want to... I, heard, I, I heard the tag team champions are going to be pulling double duty because Ronda and Shayna are going to challenge too. I don't believe mm-hmm. that they're going to have them in two matches. Um, it seems like, I don't know, it just seems like, like nobody else is pulling double duty. Why would you have them pull double duty? Uh, by I the same token, somebody, I understand I, I the importance I, of getting Ronda Rousey on the show. I mean, yeah. that that's really kind of important. So, I don't I can know. tell you who. I can tell you something else. Okay, if it does happen, okay. The first okay. night, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, okay, versus the Usos. Second night. It's going to be Uso versus Uso. Jimmy and G- Jimmy versus Jay. Okay. Think about that one. Yeah, it's going to be Jimmy May versus Jay on the second night. 
Yep. Huh? No, first night. Jimmy, no, it's going to be Jimmy and Jay against Zane and Owens in the first night in the main event. Right. And the second night will be Roman against Cody. No, it's going to be it's going to be Jay versus Jimmy Uso. Okay. Brother versus brother for the second night because 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 Did you watch it. Yeah, I seen it last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to turn because, because they lost the belt. The first night. And that, right. and that story we'll line is not over yet. All right. We'll see. Yeah, we find out. We'll see. Anything else, brother? That's it, brother. I'm just going to say a KTO next week. Cheerio, everybody. Hey, hey. Bye. Hey, I, hey, I love you, brother. You be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be good. You be good. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Howard, I got it one time. I actually forgot. Um, Rat Boy, he does this voice when he talks to babies. It's really creepy, but it's really funny. I'm not going to bring him back on just to do that. Uh, yeah, we'll don't. have to do that another time. We'll have to do it because it's really funny. He's like, <laughs> oh, you little baby, baby. All right. <sighs> Trying to think. But, uh, Anything else? But, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, before I forget, <laughs> I got a, yeah. I don't know, a, a theory, maybe an idea. don't know if WWE's listening or not, but just in case they are. They're um, always I think <laughs> I think the <laughs> the build up to WrestleMania moving forward and, and we only got what three or four weeks before WrestleMania. Um, yeah. I believe yeah. I, I believe now that, you know, Kevin Owens still doesn't want anything to do with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is now incensed with the Usos and he wants a shot at the tag team titles. And I, I would love to see if the, in the next couple of weeks, you know, the Usos throw out the challenge. Listen, Sam, you get a guy, anybody you pick, you know, and we'll defend the titles. And you spend the next couple of weeks right up to WrestleMania with Sammy backstage getting people to to try to tag with him, and nobody's interested. Now you come to yeah. WrestleMania, whether it's, whether it's the first night or the second night, and the Usos come out, and Sammy Zayn – doesn't have a partner. Now he's he's committed to the match, right? The contracts are signed. Sami Zayn heads to the ring by himself. And, you know, as, as he's getting to the ring, and, and it, just as the match starts, that's when KO's music starts. And then out comes Kevin Owen kind of at the, at the very last minute. And, and now that is Sami Zayn's partner. And I do believe that, you know, Regardless, you know, how they build it, I believe that Sammy and Owens are going to win, you know, the tag team titles at WrestleMania. But I think they need to play on the fact that these two guys, you know, Kevin Owens don't want anything to do with him. He wants to fight the bloodline alone. You know, he wants to go at it himself. He's been going at it alone since it started. And now, you know, I think, he, you know, they just to build up, the excitement, and, you know, I can only imagine the pop he would get, you know, people, you know, not knowing 
that Kevin Owens is, is his partner, and then you know, and then he comes out at at the last minute at you know again either night one or night two of WrestleMania. I think that would get the crowd more energized than if they announced it sooner. I like it, I, and they're running out of time, like you said. It, it's going to be. It's going to, unless they have this very specifically mapped out, it's going to be really difficult to kind of tie together all the loose ends before WrestleMania. The way right. they've got it right now. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I, I really do. I, I, I and, and it adds to that element of surprise. You know, obviously, it'll be, we talk all the time about, like, predictable versus, like, predictable that's good. That would be something where, like, it's predictable. People will see it coming, but they'll be excited to see it coming, coming, and they're going to react to it when it happens. Right. You know, because they announced it next week that Sami Zayn and, and Kevin Owens have magically repaired their their friendship. Yeah. There's no – there's no, now it's, okay, now we have to wait three weeks for these guys to finally get together where it's – is Sammy going to find somebody? You know, who's going to be his partner? Yeah. Everybody's got to reject him. You know, and you, could, he, you know he's got to be yeah. almost begging and desperate, running out of time. And now, poor Sammy Zane has to go against the Usos. Yeah. You know, by himself because he can't. Like I no, nobody see, wants to tag with him. Like I could see Owen saying, "I'd rather not be on WrestleMania than be your partner in the next three weeks." I could right. see that. You know, something like that. And, like, Sammy's struggling. And they could even start the match at WrestleMania. You get about five or ten minutes in, Sammy's really in trouble, and then the music hits, the place will go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, you got – you know? we all know what's coming, but, you, but you, yeah, but you got to surprise us a little bit. Yeah. You know, again, yeah. get us a little more yeah. emotionally connected to the match to, 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 really, to really sell, you know, the Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens – Thing, you know, thing get you know getting back together. You got to take me out to dinner before you try and bring me back to your apartment. Right. You know, exactly. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. and I think that would work. <laughs> I, I think you know. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe it'll happen. You know. Maybe it'll, again. But again, the way they had this whole thing with the Usos mapped out, maybe there's something else that we haven't thought of that that they're going to do. I just hope they don't convolute things by drawing. Cody Rhodes into the scenario with him? No, he's got to stay out. I know, but the way Cody came out to save him this week, my worry is like they realize how popular Sammy is and they're thinking it's going to be like a kind of like an osmosis kind of thing just because like Cody is near Sammy, he's going to be as popular. All it's going to do is remind people. I think they got to keep those two separate. No, they do. They do. And and as much as I, I... I hate to say it. I, I I think Matt was right in the first hour. I think Reigns has to continue this this run, you know, yeah. as as champion. I, yeah, Cody 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 can chase him the better part of this year, and there can be multiple challengers that'll come close, including Sammy. You know. Yeah. But I I would look for Cody not to win before SummerSlam or Survivor Series at the earliest. Maybe even the Rumble. That's what I would do. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's it's got to be. You know, we talked about it before. Okay, listen, Cody, you had your shot. You 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 move to the end of the line now. I mean, I got I got other guys 
you know, and you can even throw out names, you know, Austin Theory, Gunther, you know, and, and all these other guys that deserve a shot because, listen, you had yours. You couldn't beat me. Now now, now you move, you fall out of the top ten, man. I'm sorry. you got to work your way back. And Cody builds himself back yeah. up to chasing this dream and finishing the story and, you know, and, and, and taking a long time. Because now, you know, and if he wins it at WrestleMania, it was just handed to him. He's had it. Less than yeah. a handful of matches since he's been back, and you know, all of a sudden your 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 award, you know, your your award is the title. It just there's nothing there for me. I'm not, you know, and and if he wins, I could care less if he wins. I don't care who he's going to wrestle next because I'm not I'm not invested in it yet. Yeah, I could even see. Couldn't you see Roman just going like, like saying to Cody after WrestleMania, like Roman wins, blah blah blah. Cody comes out wants to fight him again. Roman is like back of the line. He's like, man, even Sami Zayn put up more of a fight than you. You're not even on my yeah. level. Like I could see right, that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Hey, yeah. And, and 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 I don't think I don't think Roman delivers that. I think Paul Heyman tells him that you're not oh, on the same be. level. And 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 I told you that you were on the same level, Roman. You know, when when we started this week here, I told you you weren't going to win. I knew, you know, here I am the prophet yeah. now. You know, I'm, you know, I am the wise man. That's, you know, that and I told you you weren't on his level. So listen, go back and you know, I like your prayers, eat your vitamins, and see what happens. In, you know, <laughs> yeah. when when you, when you come back to the number one spot, we'll we'll you know we'll see where you are. You know, at, at a later date. Your own <laughs> and now, father. And now, your own father didn't think you would win that match. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's what you know. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm sad that, deal. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm sad that 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 Dusty's no longer here because I can only imagine if they drew Dusty into oh. the promos that the battles, amazing. just those that Dusty and Paul could have week after week. Be amazing, yeah. I mean, I I would yeah. I would watch that for the whole three hours of Raw if they could do it, you know. That, because they could do it. Those to, two guys yeah. could do it. Time to get some animatronic Dusty going on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's cool. That's an exciting thing. And I think over the next couple of weeks, I, I mean, as good as WWE has been, or at least how they've been kind of really smartly laying everything out, I'm looking forward to see what they kind of do. But I, I think you presented some great ideas. I, I do. Um, so that's really cool. Um, Howard, before we get out of here, did you have anything to, uh, to plug for this week? Anything going on? No, I don't have anything going on. I just, you know, again, you know, just continue prayers for superstar Billy Graham. It just seems like he's oh, yeah. taking yet another, another uh, turn for the worse. And, you yeah. know, listen, this is, you know, and, and I, you know, and I don't know the demographic of, of our listeners, but that's my childhood, man. That's, that was yeah. my Hulk Hogan before Hulk Hogan came around. You know, I mean, he I was the guy. I, I was, I was little when he was the guy, but he's one of my favorites. And you wouldn't have a Hulk Hogan or a Jesse Ventura or a Scott Steiner if it weren't for him. No, no, absolutely not. And even when he went to the NWA and he he was a teaming with Abdul the Butcher and had that karate gimmick, he was still. You know, we're talking 85, 86-ish, somewhere. He was still a draw. He was still superstar Billy Graham. 
You know, he, his his persona has just lasted, you know, this saw. long, 40, 50 years. Billy Graham. Yeah. yeah. He was talking about his 24-inch arms, you know, well before Hulk <laughs> yep. Hogan was. That's what I mean. Yeah. Stro, you ever – Stro, did you ever get in the ring with Billy Graham? Not to put you on the spot. I'll bet you have. Ah, oh, man. I. Uh... You know, he was like one of my all-time favorites growing up, and to finally, you know, meet him and uh, just to be his presence, uh, it's just it was just so so surreal. You know what I mean? Because uh, yeah. I mean, he had that charisma, that that uh, that intangible. You know what I mean? That uh, very few yeah. people have. Yeah, because you can't teach Man. that. You can't teach what he had. He just had it. Mm-hmm. He had it. Yes, he did. And I hope to God he's going to be okay. It, it doesn't feel good, but no, it's, yeah, okay. I, I just yeah, my gut not is telling me one thing. But, yeah, but my heart is like, come on, man, you got this. You you can do it. <laughs> Kick out, man. Yeah, right. Two and a half. Two and a half. Uh, all right, Stro. I think we're at about time here. Uh, what do you got going on this week? WCW Wrestler Thursday night, 19 Eastern Standard Time, GSC Nation. We'll be talking with greatest world champion. So we're looking forward to seeing you guys there. Always highlight of the week. Great to be with you all, as always. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's been absolutely great. Uh, so, uh, so happy to sit down with you all. This is, uh, again, it's my favorite time of the week. It's, it's just been so great. And with WrestleMania coming up and AEW just kind of kicking full force. It's just been a really exciting time in pro wrestling. So, Thank you everybody for checking us out this week. Thank you to the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. You guys are all amazing. Uh, my next show that I'll be at is ECWA Super 8. It's March 25th in Morganville, New Jersey. We're looking at Studio Andino, uh, Ryan Mooney, Jay George, Channing Thomas, Sam Shields, Ellis Taylor, Joe Yates, and Rick Reeson. That's the field of eight. Plus the return of Jim Kettner, Japanese schoolboy, and more. Uh, be sure to check it out. Tickets and information, ecwiwrestling.com. And you can also stream live on the Premier Streaming Network. I'm just learning about that as well. So uh, we're, yeah, God, that's only like three weeks away. It's insane. Uh, but very excited. Again, tickets and information, ecwiwrestling.com. Thoughts and prayers to the superstar Billy Graham. And uh, everybody be good. Take care. Love you all very much. Bye-bye. Legs before